Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now hey this is liz this is heather and this is part two of our book club on harry potter and the sorcerer stone all right chapter six and on So we're back. We're back for our second part. We uh, got a little excited in the first part and went well, into a it ton was, of detail. We were learning a lot more about the wizarding world than we, uh, you know, this was our first venture into it. Mm-hmm. So it's really exciting. And we learned all about the backstory of the people. And so we're like, you know what? This is probably a good time to stop. And mm-hmm. now we have actually gotten into the train. Yes. Um, with thanks from the Weasleys. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to have our first Hogwarts experience. We're, we're on the train to Hogwarts. So that's very exciting. Uh, so uh, so we're in the middle of chapter six. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's uh, here we go. Here we go. So, All right. So, uh, yeah. So in the middle of, you know, he makes it onto the platform. He finds his way onto the train. Uh, he's, you know, again, he's still just wandering around in awe and wonder and no clue what's going mm-hmm. on and starts hearing all the whispers of, did you hear Harry Potter's on the train? Harry Potter's on the train. And the Weasley, tr- the Weasley twins are actually talking to their mother and Percy and Jenny, I guess, outside his uh, little carriage window. So I guess he can kind of hear it. Yeah. And they're like, did you hear Harry Potter's on the train? We got to go meet him. And w- Molly Weasley is like, don't you dare like you leave that poor boy alone like, yeah. he is overwhelmed he has had enough to deal with because you have to remember the weasleys and the potters were friends like they yeah. they were you know i mean we don't know this now but you know we know it later well and the whole wizarding world knows of him right. and loves him yeah and or or not or, or not or some, of, some of the some of the slytherins are not that impressed because yeah. their families lost everything when the dark lord fell mm-hmm. Uh, unlike the Malfoys, who apparently were like the first to come back over and be like, we were tricked. We, yeah, we know. had that, uh, you know. They, they totally confounded us. We didn't know what we were doing exactly. when we were murdering all of those people in your name and yeah. wearing dark mark or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so anyways, he's on the train and uh, Ron Weasley comes in. You know, he's got like dirt on his nose and he's a foot shorter than all of his, you know, siblings or whatever, flaming red hair and freckles. And he's like, everywhere else is full. Can I, can I sit with you? And Harry's like, hell yeah, somebody sit with me. I've never had a friend before. Yeah. Um, so and they, Fred and George, by the way, helped him get his trunk on the thing. They did. And they, they picked up the trunk and helped him. They come by later to introduce themselves and, of course, to poke fun at Ron, as you do with the little brother. Yeah who's going to school for the, for first, the first time. Year. Yeah. And again, I'm still wondering where the fuck do the wizard kids go to school up until then? They never explain it. No, JK, they don't. I want some answers. Yeah. So, um, let's it's make like that happen. The Joe. preschool of 
So I'm saying, I mean, it's like your elementary school. And, you know, well, they don't even, went, they didn't have preschool. They didn't have kindergarten. I mean, they're 11. No 11, elementary school 11, you get all the way to fifth grade, right? Yep. That's, yeah. That's crazy. Fourth or fifth grade, usually. Yeah. Somewhere in there, depending on your birthday and whatever. Yeah. But yeah, so I don't know what they do if they just teach them at home. I, I don't know. Do they learn real math? Because they don't know what money is. I mean, is, you have so. to like, it's like even in college when you have a, um, a major, you still do liberal arts for the first two years. Lots do they thing, do that? At least, you know, at least when you're, you know, when you're living as a, I mean, you're a wizard family. Yeah. But you're not living on the moon. Yeah. You're still living in the UK. You're still living amongst, I mean, you see a muggle. Do you vote? I don't know. I, you know, you have these your are, own. These are questions we need answers to. Yeah. We anyway. need JK on the show. JK, come on, nerdy bitches. Come on, lady. She'd be a perfect guest. She she's would be so awesome. nerdy and bitchy. It's awesome. Oh, I love when I love she's bitchy. I love her being bitchy. Uh, brilliant. Anyway, so around this time, they also meet a fuzzy haired girl uh, named Hermione who yep. comes in looking for Neville's toad. Yeah. Because, of course, he can't, can't keep track of Trevor ever. So uh, she comes in and she introduces herself and they think she's a bit of a know-it-all and whatever. So she takes off. And then, uh, you know, Malfoy and Crab and Goyle come in and, uh, you know, because he met Malfoy at Diagon Alley, but they didn't exchange names or whatever. So he's like, so it's true. The famous Harry Potter has come to Hogwarts or whatever. And then he's like, I'm sure you'll find there are some wizard families that are better than others. I can help you see. And he's like looking at them and looking at Ron. He's like, I think I can tell on my own. Yeah. Which is a great. And, and all the readers could as well. We could oh, yeah. tell right away Weasley. that uh, the, the Weasleys, Weasleys were, good were, good, were good folk. Um, speaking of that, you mentioned the toads. Um, they That was part of the what they go to buy. To you, All, all students are allowed to bring a pet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, a familiar. A familiar it would, it, it yeah. would be a familiar, right? Yeah. I mean, an owl or a cat or, or a toad. So how does Ron get, get away a, with a rat called Scabbers? I, I have no idea. Maybe this is also where we meet Scabbers for the first time. And Scabbers is fat and he's sleepy. And lazy. And lazy and he bites quite yep. a bit. Uh, he tries to use a fake spell to turn him yellow. That doesn't happen. So, um, yeah, that's when Hermione like comes by when she sees somebody course. starting to use Ooh, magic. You're doing Ooh. magic. Show me. Because, of course, she's she's that girl who's read every one of the school books before, you know, getting on the train. Like as soon as she found out, I guess she figured out her muggle parents. I don't know. There was no note in there on how to get into Diagon Alley. So I don't know how the muggle parents know how to do I, it. I don't know either. I can't figure it out. And. Because Harry should have gotten those notes, too. Yeah, you would think. They're like, hey, go here, and they'll tell you how. Or, hey, tap these bricks. Like, there's none of that. You just have to know, I guess. I don't know. Well, maybe they all had little ambassadors, and Harry got to be... Hagrid got to be Harry's. Maybe. They never mention it, so we don't know. That would be an assumption. Yeah. Um, but we... Uh, this is... So, that's when they're starting to do this. This is when we also kind of learn that the Weasley family is very poor, mm-hmm. Um they're very good people. They're very, they have a lot of kids. Everything Ron has is secondhand, hand me down, doesn't quite fit right. Well, his what Draco brother's said, wand, his brother's toe, or his yeah. brother's rat when Percy got an owl, you know. And then Draco, of course, you know, talks about how, you know, I can tell who you are with a hand me down robe. You're clearly a Weasley. And we, yeah, we also meet uh, the other Weasley brother here. Oh, yes, Percy. We meet Percy. And it's really funny because you can't, they don't, Percy doesn't speak much, right? Mm-hmm. In this uh, thing, but you, <laughs> you are, understand tons of him because of how Fred and George act to him and said, 
Oh, Percy, you're a prefect. You're we a had prefect. no idea. No, Why didn't you tell us once a minute for four months? Yeah, yeah. so you could tell right away, though, even though um, Percy didn't say much other than, I'm going to go sit with the prefects right. because they are up in the front. Thing. We have our own car. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was that you got to see that the prefects, you know, obviously are a big deal. And I, I'm sorry to skip. I mean, this is skipping way ahead. I'm just imagining him in one of the future movies walking around when everybody's in chaos going i'm head boy i'm head boy, I'm head boy. and you're like really you have no power sir but yeah, yeah. so so they've so all can, come in and, yeah. and made their hellos and so we find out that ron is is very poor and harry totally gets this like he is he's got money in his pockets for the first time in his entire life but he has been the one who's wearing clothes that don't fit he has been the one who you know doesn't have anything new, doesn't know anything that's going on. So when the lady comes by with the candy trolley or the snack trolley and Ron's like, no, I'm good. I've got four sandwiches here. I'm, I'm cool. And Harry's like, fuck that. We're going to buy candy and we're going to eat all of it. And they yeah. basically make themselves sick pretty much. Just yeah, which stuffing is, themselves which is with too candy. Cute because, you know, you have to think of like, this is an exciting time for uh, Harry. Absolutely. And, you know, and Ron, you know, he's he was excited. Oh, yeah, this is Harry Potter. You know, we're becoming friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. But, like, to them, it was just like, this is my first time where I'm somebody that is not defined by the people that I'm around. Well, that's the thing. With Ron, he's always been nothing. Uh, he's a Weasley. Well, but not and even he's that. The, and he's, he's like the second to youngest Weasley boy. He's the last Weasley boy. So everything that's ever been done has already been done before him and probably better than him by, you know, four other brothers. And his sister is the only girl. So now she's got that special spotlight of... Well, she gets new stuff because she's a girl. Well, she's a girl. But also, she's the only girl out of, you know, five brothers. And then this... So he is very lonely, I would say. Ron is very lonely. He doesn't strike me as the kind of guy who makes friends easily. Because throughout the books... We never really hear him hanging out with anybody else. Yeah, yeah, he's he's defined by his brothers and mm-hmm. sisters, and he hasn't been able to define himself, um, which is, an, you know, another thing that when Hermione comes by, um, she, I, did she stay with them in the car? Nope. I, I, uh, she just kind of came by twice in the book. So yeah. she came by once looking for the toad, and she didn't she really came, know much of Harry Potter either until then. She had heard about him. Just because she, she read about since him. she had read about him, I guess he was in the history of magic, or he's in one of the the books, Defense Against the Dark Arts. I don't know one of the books he's in, mm-hmm. and so she's like, I read about you, um, but she's not that curious. Like yeah. she hasn't been brought up with all of this, so she just goes on about her business. Yeah, you know, have you ever met somebody that's like a big deal, but you don't know it until much later? Yep. You know, that was it. Kind of how she she was towards him, and so the three of them are kind of misfits now. And the only reason why Harry's cool is because of his history nobody yeah. really knows nobody him. knows they don't know anything about him and quite honestly when they meet him and realize he's not the hype he's a lot just, of people just kind of and not not like they don't like him they just they lose it loses the luster you the, can tell the fame he, is like meh yeah you can tell uh throughout the book you know that that the, the um awe of harry potter goes away yeah. when they realize he's just another student. he's just another guy uh so anyways they let's just skip to where they get to hogwarts they get off the train yep and um, they've changed into their robes, which is very exciting, except Ron's are like three inches too short or something. I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, so they get off the train and Hagrid is there. So Harry is very excited because this is the only other person in the wizarding world that he knows. Um, 
And so Hagrid takes all the first years over to these little boats. And all the first years go on the sail across the lake to Hogwarts. So you can see it in all of its lit up nighttime glory. And uh, then they get ushered into a little room where they get to wait for the sorting ceremony. And this is where we learn about the four different groups. Um, and the ghosts. And the ghosts. the ghosts come Oh, in yeah. Now, this ghosts are something that you actually won't see a lot in the movies. No, because they're hard to do. Yeah. So. And so, I mean, I mean, we know that John Cleese is nearly, mm-hmm. <laughs> nearly headless Nick. Yeah. But um, that there are ghosts there and that scares the crap out of Harry because it's first experience with mm-hmm. them. Well, all the, I think a lot of the first yeah. years, even the ones from Wizarding Families have probably not had a lot of experience with ghosts. So yeah. um, they're all scared when they come in. And, and they're scary ones too. Like nearly headless Nick, that's scary because he doesn't almost have a Yeah, and then you've got the bloody Baron who is who actually... scary. But he's actually fucking covered in like silvery blood. Like yeah, it's I know, really it creepy. sounds creepy. And remember they asked uh, ask Sir Nicholas, they said, "What? Ha- why is he all bloody? He's like, I never asked. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You don't ask. Just, you yeah. just don't ask. And then that is, I wonder if that, that's a faux pas in the, in the ghostly spirit well, world. There's that. But then also somebody who's covered in blood. Don't they, fuck with them. Don't fuck with them. They just may be up to some shit. So there's about 20, I think, ghosts that come through. But each house has its own ghost. Yeah. So uh, nearly headless Nick or Sir Nicholas it's is Gryffindor. Gryffindor's ghost. And the bloody Baron, I it's think, Slytherin. was uh, Slytherin. Yeah. Yeah. And they don't really talk about the other houses Not yet. Not at this no. point. Um, so... At this point, all Harry has heard of is Slytherin is bad. Yeah. Because Hagrid has told him that. He met Malfoy early on who was bragging about, I just know I'm going to be in Slytherin because my whole family has been. And he doesn't like him, so he's just assuming Slytherin's going to be bad. And somebody does mention to him, I think it was Hagrid that said, there's not been a wizard that's gone bad that is not in Slytherin. So he's like, that's, you know, everything else is fine. It's not where you want to be. So they're standing around for a while just waiting for this. They don't even, and because the Weasley twins have told Ron that it's a test. He has to pass some sort of test. He doesn't know what it is. So at this point, he's passed this on. And he said it was on, painful. Yeah, it's a very painful test. And he's passed this on to Harry. So now Harry's like, holy crap, a test on my first day? I don't even know any magic yet. Like, what? What? Oh my God, I'm going to get, I'm going to get sent home. The you know as before this even happens and like we've said in the wizard world if you get expelled from Hogwarts your life is pretty much over you're now an untouchable. You know? Well, I think that we should talk about uh, this. You don't get from the um, you don't get from the movies. Mm-hmm. Um, you do know a little bit about the houses, but you mostly know about Gryffindor House. Yep. Yep. Um, the normally at the beginning of every year the Sorting Hat sings mm-hmm. and it sings a song and I'm oh. not go- I'm not going You're to sing, sing it. it? No, Aww. I don't have a tone. Um, but I but I do want to uh, mention how he describes the different houses mm-hmm. because this is going to set the scene for how all of these different houses work together in the future in the coming uh, seven books. Right. So it says, um, you know, so he's singing along. He said, but you might be in Gryffindor where the dwell, where dwell the brave of heart. Um, their daring nerve and chivalry sets Gryffindors apart. So automatically we know that the Gryffindors are kind of the brave group. Right. Okay. It says you might belong in Hufflepuff where they are just and loyal. Those patient Hufflepuffs are true and unafraid of toil. See, this is what I don't like about how people shit on Hufflepuff all that the is, time. They those are, are admiral they traits. They are good. They are loyal. They are hardworking. That is not a bad thing. Exactly. Like, if these um, sound like great people, yeah. you know what I mean? I'm, I want to be friends with them. Exactly. Okay. And the next is, is, 
wise old Ravenclaw, if you have a ready mind, where those of wit and learning will always find their kind. So those are the the intellectuals. They're, yeah. They're going to be the scientists if scientists existed in mm-hmm. Wizarding World, which it sounds like they don't. Yeah. Um, what science? Yeah. Fuck science. You can you can <laughs> wizard yourself out of it. Right. Exactly. Okay. And then um, this and Slytherin. Perhaps in Slytherin, you'll make real friends. Those cunning folks use any means to achieve their ends. So they're very Machiavellian. Yes. Now it's one of those things where it's like okay. But everybody that, else that doesn't they, sound terrible. It it, it it doesn't. But it seems like everything else they really pulled out the the good quality traits, and then Slytherin, they're like, you're gonna meet people the, like you who just do what it needs to be the, done. The nicest thing we could say <laughs> is they find a way to All do it. All their tattoos are spelled correctly. <laughs> I don't know what it is. If you can. If you're a friend of uh, Steel Magnolias, you'll like that. You know, but, uh, yeah. So it's kind of, again, like we said in the first show, this this whole series is really done with a very Gryffindor bias. Yeah. Um, so we want to talk. That was our, that's our exclusive Hurricane episode. If oh, you wanted shit. to, okay, go go get some money together and get in the fundraiser and listen to that episode because it was really good. Yeah, yeah, it was brilliant. That was our Hurricane Harvey relief exclusive episode for people that uh, funded the Indiegogo for it. Yes, we'll we'll have all of that information on our uh, Twitters and our Facebook page and Instagram. And yeah, whatnot, but so. yes, the, these these houses define everybody now and and forever. Yeah. It's not like, okay, well, this year I was a Gryffindor. Next year I'm going to come back and be uh, a brave. Which I think they should let you do. I think they should too. Except for, you know, you're starting at 11 and you're going till you're 17 or whatever. And you're like, oh, but my boyfriend's a Ravenclaw. So we want to be in Ravenclaw. Yeah, there's that. Well, I'm sure, I bet Slytherin I'm sure gets it's all just the like girls. any class changes. Like, yeah, Slytherin gets all the girls. Uh, <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, oh, uh, speaking of that, shout out to the Harry Potter erotica. <laughs> that shit has been cracking me up. I'm only on the second season. I actually started on the second season, mm-hmm. but I've been reading that they they basically are reading fan fiction. Yep. And so everyone every once in a while they throw in a a little joke about here and there, but my God, it cracks me up. Do not read it in front of people. <laughs> Do not listen because you can't tell them what you're laughing at. Is it a podcast or a blog? It's a podcast, but uh, they are take a fan fiction that's like literally like a book yep, of fan yep, fiction. Yep. And every episode is a chapter. Yep. Yep. And um, so I've been reading chapter two and they'll say the naughtiest things and they'll make me blush. And I'm just listening to like one of them was, you know, there was some sex had been had anyway. So they were like, and then they just cleaned up after themselves using <laughs> magic. And one of, and one of the. One of the, um, you know, commentators was like, Osseo Jizrag or something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but now I'm thinking back to our not so great expectations episode where we were talking about all the grooming and hair removal type things. Like, I wonder if they have magical spells for that that they teach you at like 12, you know, when they give you the sex ed talk. They're like, which they never do in this book. So apparently wizards have no idea where babies come from. (laughs) So. Well, they're magic storks, I guess. Well, I mean, we know we always hear about snogging. We haven't heard yeah, about you know. We never hear that Parvati and the Pavardi got knocked up and like whatever. No, so. no, but and you also never hear about pregnant witches and wizards. So maybe actually uh-huh. their babies are birthed a different way. Maybe maybe through toads. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know what that means. We have storks. Right. The Muggles use storks. They use toads. <laughs> 
It'd probably be by owl. Yes. Owls are the delivery bitches of the uh, wizarding world. <laughs> They're like, here's your baby. Right. There you or go. Like, um, oh, You're in that's, love. That's here's later. a baby. It's later in this book when we get to Norbert. I liked how they uh, they yeah. dealt with the with the getting rid of Norbert, the dragon. Anyway, so, it's okay. not like through abortion. Don't no, worry. No, no, no. They didn't kill him or anything. <laughs> um, but okay, so they're waiting in this room and they don't know what's going to happen. They haven't heard anything about All they've heard is this is the sorting ceremony and yeah. they don't know what's going to happen. So now they parade him across the great hall and make him stand there and there's a chair and it's got this crumpy old hat on it mm-hmm. and the hat's, you know, it breaks just, open it just, and it starts just to sing. Mm-hmm. And then they basically just stick it on top of your head and that's... Everybody sorts you and you go sit at the table that's now clapping for you. So they're in the great hall where they, this is their introduction ceremony. And this book goes through a ridiculously long number of lists of people that we may never hear from again. Yeah. And we, and we didn't. Yeah. Alphabetically too. So it was like, blah, blah, blah. I don't care about Hannah. And so, because you know, it's really cute because sometimes the, the, um, the hat goes on and it goes, that's a laugh. Yeah. And And sometimes it has to think. Yeah. Mm. And sometimes it has to think. And it's like the whole, um, and then the team that they're going to be for is really excited. Yeah. So they're very excited. So they go through and uh, Hermione is the first of the group that we've really met uh, here to get sorted. And she's sorted. And it takes them a little, takes them 30 seconds or so to sort her. And she's a goes into Gryffindor and they go to Neville and Neville also goes into Gryffindor. It took a while for Neville too, didn't it? It did take a while for Neville because I think there was some definite Ravenclaw and Hufflepuff thinking going on for him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I would think Hufflepuff, Hufflepuff would at the a, beginning would have been a really good situation for him. But I guess for whatever reason, it can... You'll s- find out at the, in yeah. the end. Of, in, anyway. Towards the end of the book, we see some real grave, uh, Gryffindor in here. Yeah. So uh, then we get to Harry and everybody's like, oh, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, Harry Potter. So he walks up there and he's scared shitless, you know, at this point. So they put this hat and of course it's too big. So it slips down over his eyes and then the hat starts talking to him. Do you have what yes, the hat says? Yes. Uh, it's, well, um, the ha- he puts the hat on and he can hear that it was saying, oh, difficult, very difficult. Plenty of courage, I see. And not a bad mind either. There's talent. Oh, my goodness. Yes. And a nice thirst to prove yourself. Well, that's interesting. Where shall I put you? And so you can see that the hat is trying to say, you could be Ravenclaw. You could be Gryffindor. You can be Slytherin. Right. And so then at that point, Harry starts going in his head and thinking, not Slytherin, not Slytherin. And the hat reacts to it. Uh-huh. So he says, not Slytherin, eh? Are you sure? You could be great. You know, it's all up here in your head. And Slytherins will help you be on the way to greatness. Mm. No doubt about that. Well, no. If you're sure, you better be Gryffindor. Yeah. And he says, and he's like, <laughs> he says that last yeah. sentence aloud. And to be Gryffindor. And everybody cheers Yay. because, and uh, the whole table starts going, we got Potter, we got Potter. Yeah. So, you know, they're he really. He goes and sits by the Weasley twins and they're all excited and Percy. Mm-hmm. And then it's like Ron's turn and they're all like, better be fucking like they're just yeah, giving like, like, like ron motherfucker, motherfucker if you're you not gryffindor be, in here. <laughs> be the first pussy in our family to end be up in hufflepuff so of course the the thing doesn't even touch his head and it's like another weasley gryffindor like yeah. get out of my sight it's a uh, bit this is like you know when you reread this this chapter mm-hmm. when we reread this book you know goosebumps when yeah. he's saying gryffindor yeah and it's just even you know, though we totally uh, 
We, 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 we totally identify Hufflepuff. Yeah, I identify Strange. or Ravenclaw yeah. a lot. Yeah, that too. Um, you know, but I think that I get a little imposter syndrome and make me, I'm not smart enough to be in Ravenclaw, then I'll be in Hufflepuff, <laughs> you know. Uh, but it does. It's one of these things where it's like the audience is sitting there going, you know, you don't realize how important this was until you watch it again or you read it again. Yeah, that it makes a huge that difference. That this, real, yeah. this really defined... Um, Harry right now. Well, it sets the whole stage for ever. Yeah. You know, I mean, had he been put in Slytherin, this whole series would have gone a whole yeah. different and way. Let's, let's speak about this, though. If I, if, if my defining characteristic is being brave, I would assume if I were any of the others, those are the dipshits that are riding their skateboards behind a car, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They yep. may be brave, they're going to be dead soon. Oh, yeah, well, exactly. you know, <laughs> this is, this is our, uh, well, I don't want to say that. So this is basically just our people who, yeah, they're brave, but yeah, they're they going to be not. short for this world. Exactly. You know? Oh, we admire their bravery. I mean, if that's all they've got is or, you know, bravery. I know exactly. Are they like the rock stars and the, you know, and the, the people that get drug problems? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I don't know. We don't know. These are the people who run headlong into danger and may or may not make it out. And, yeah. you know, that's that's noble and you need it, but you, you don't always yeah, want to yeah. be it. You, you, know? need, you need heroes, but, you know, there's also a bunch of heroes that well, are... Most heroes don't get a happy ending. No, so and that's just, a good point. Yeah. You know, you don't you forget been, about that. I've been watching a lot of the uh, CW shows and the, you know, the DC shows and the yeah. Marvel shows, and they've got all these heroes, and they're trying to have you know, Supergirl and all these people. They're trying to have normal relationships. It doesn't happen. But it doesn't work. It doesn't happen. And that's what they say. You know, you don't always end up with... Yeah. That happy, you know, yeah. happy, it, uh, happily ever after. So you know, there's a little, there's a little melancholy to that. Yeah, but. and well, you need, and you don't think about it when you're, uh, when you're 11, no, and you're being told, not. hey, you're, you know, you're a hero. But I mean, think about yeah. also being told at 11 that your defining characteristic in life is bravery. Yeah, and if you don't feel that brave. Yeah. What does that do? Oh, to exactly. You? Oh, yeah. You're front line because you're the bravest. Holy shit. Holy shit. That's yeah. not good. I, so, I so anyway, there's a little psychology into Harry Potter right there. Uh, yeah, but I mean, and these are I I hope and I assume that the the Sorting Hat takes into account the future mm-hmm. as well as the present because well, I think it pe- does I'm a lot different the, than I was at eleven. As well, also because you know Harry comes to find out in this book that both of his parents were in Gryffindor, you know, Neville will come to find out what his history has been. Really? Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I've lost count of that. I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, so now we're in school, lots of school, Yeah. lots of classes. They're transfiguring things They're They go to potions and they realize Snape is a dick. And he hates Harry. Well, and he seems see, to hate Harry more than he hates everyone else. And he, he hates everyone. But he everyone. hates a lot of kids. And I'm thinking, he does. He's just a fucking grumpy old man. He, he is a he's grumpy old man. He obviously he's, yeah. favors his own house because he's the head of the Slytherin house. Yeah. Um, but he's, which, not a, he's not particularly nice to them. He's yeah. just less hateful to them than everyone else. And yeah. and But at the same time, dude's kind of a dick. It's like, really? Yeah. So you decide that he's like... He's not a kindergarten teacher. You know I'm what? Like, I think I'm going to go into teaching. And you know, his friends are probably like, <laughs> really? Yeah. Like, I'm going to say that's probably not your best option. Isn't there some kind of like something where you could not work with people or, or our, children or yeah. our young minds? You know, I would be like... Yeah. I also think it's really interesting that they, you know, they keep going through this and they're talking about how 
you know, Snape teaches potions, but he really wants to teach defense against the dark arts. Like this is his bag. And so every teacher that has been in that position, one doesn't last very long. And two, he's always after their job. Exactly. Like we found out that they had a first defense against the dark arts teacher this year. mm -hmm. Quirrell is his his first year. And this guy is a stuttering nervous little weirdo that wears a turban the whole time. And, and you get the impression that Snape's like, what the fuck? Right. And yeah. he's like, this guy? Really, Dumbledore? This, this is who you picked? This guy. You wouldn't give it to me. This guy. Yeah. Right? So you're potions master, head of Slytherin house. God forbid I know anything about dark arts. So right. I can't teach about it. Here's yeah. here's some douchebag in a turban. Oh, he wears a turban, by the way. <laughs> he wears a BT turban. dubs. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and at this first dinner, the the opening house ceremony, this is the first time Harry sees Snape, who is sitting next to Professor Quirrell, and they're talking, maybe? I don't know. I don't know. But whatever for whatever reason, Snape and Harry lock eyes. Yeah. And this is the first time we see his scar burn. Yeah, it caused and a prickle. physical and it's caused reaction. a physical reaction, and he's he's con- he's confused mm-hmm. by what this is, and he doesn't understand. Snape has lost eye contact. Now it's just a dull yeah. little prickle. So he's he's very concerned about this, and I I think he may mention it, at, but I think he, he waits he, a little bit. Yeah, he, he waits a little bit to mention it. So they go because he says and, it goes away just as fast as it comes on. Yeah, but. Okay, I now I've read the I've watched the movies mm-hmm. and read the books, but I for book one I had watched the movie before I had read the book, mm-hmm. so I picture Alan Rickman every time. Yeah, every time he's fabulous. Yep, he's Mr. Potter. I know, like you know, you have to be able to appreciate someone that's an a hole, right? And mm-hmm. and he does it. He's a good. He's he is. good at it. He is really good at it. You know, like that's, he's not a teacher you want. Yeah, but he is one you love to watch. You like, love to watch just, him. It's like wait until Snape sees just, this shit. Just yeah. every time he leaves a room, it's with this grand flounce and the and the he, cape the blows behind yeah. him. Remember, we went to that meetup and there was a girl dressed as Snape and she had like a fan blowing. Yeah, so her cape just billowed the whole time. Is awesome. Yeah, it's just so, so you've got to understand the grandiose and like this is his job is darker and he and yeah. him being. You're the potions teacher. He's like, motherfucker. Right, exactly. It's like, you son of a... But anyway, so we get past this. Um, they go on. They start school. Uh, yeah. They, you know, school, so he, school, school, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and so now they, they kind of become a little bit closer friends with... Um, Hermione, not yet. Well, it's there. There is a story. Hermione, they still don't like her. Yeah, they but they're in, the, they're in the same room. They're in and, the same house. So they they, they talk somewhat. They hang out in the common room a they lot. They think she's annoying. Yeah, they think she's that girl who always yeah. raises her hand in class. And that was one of the funny things that when uh, when he's in Snape's potions class and Snape starts peppering him with all of these questions, which by the way would have been really good if he had known the answer to any of them. Um, <clears throat> but we don't find that out till later. He. Uh, you know, Hermione's there with her hand up. And then she's, she's like, I know she's about like, the answers. It's, her hand is up so high. She has to stand up and she's waving it around. And he finally says, no, sir, I don't know the answer. But perhaps her- Hermione sure seems to. Maybe you could ask her. And so they start taking points from Gryffindor or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's not he, man, until. He, well, that's when we saw, though, him shit all over Harry. Yeah. More yeah. so than. I mean, he was abusive. Yeah. He was, was like, it oh, was a celebrity. A new celebrity. And it's apparently fame isn't 
everything. <laughs> yeah, he's such so a douche. It was dick. awesome. It's, but it's great. Well, I mean, it's awesome, like, but, yeah, you're uh, just like, oh my God. But then God. you like put yourself in the in the place of like my niece who's that age and you're just like, oh my God, I would fucking punch that guy because, in the Because like as I an mean, adult, you'd be like, yeah, and I haven't heard about you. So exactly. Deal. So there you go, douche canoe. Who are right? you? <laughs> yeah. I've never heard your name before. You can't even get the what? dark arts position from what I hear. I mean, shit, that job <laughs> opens up every year and you still can't get it. Really? Yeah. But anyway, so but, he, but here you are teaching us how to spin a cauldron. All right, right. good for you. So we, we fast forward a little bit, and this is when we're now outside with Madam Hooch, and we're getting our flying lesson. We're first oh, we're yeah. gonna learn to use a broom. And now at breakfast that morning, Neville had been sent a rememberal from mm-hmm. his grandmother, which is supposed to smoke up red when you've forgotten. Yeah, it's something. just like a little ball. The problem is he didn't remember what he forgot. So that's, that's my problem it's not too. Not that helpful. Like if you I squeeze forgot- it and it says do your fucking homework. Then you're like, oh, well, thanks, Grand. That's helpful. Anyway, so he's got this little rememberal. They go outside and they try to do... And I'm going to tell you, I love Hermione, but I also love the areas where she's not good at stuff. Mm -hmm. Like, because it shows her as a much more likable and relatable character. Like, the broom doesn't necessarily want to work for her. She's having to work with it. Harry, on the other hand, who has had to struggle for everything his entire life is a complete natural. Yeah. This broom immediately does what he says. He gets on it. He knows it's going to do what it does. Well, then, of course, we get Neville, who gets on the thing and goes flying in the air, falls 20 feet, and breaks his wrist and has to be carried away. Yeah. And Madam Hooch tells them, anybody who's on a broomstick will be back on the train to home in no time. Yeah, like, they threaten expulsion at this school. everything. Like, it's like, okay, Give if us a break. Maybe probation pro- or something. Written warning. Give me a detention. I know, something. like three ro- worlds. But anyway, so and, and yep, never mind. I'll talk about that. Until yeah, book five. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So so Draco's a douche. Like yeah. you know, like he has been, and he grabs Neville's little re- remember all. He which grabs is, Neville's ball. He grabs Neville's ball and runs off with it. <laughs> and um, he's gonna go hide it because he's a bully. He's yeah. got to try to make people feel like shit. So he's gonna take something and and do this. Yeah, and he doesn't like that. Uh, well, Harry has fame. Well, Harry is now the defender of the little man in this. Or he's putting himself in this role to where he's like, put that down, bring it back. And he's like, come and get me. Because Malfoy's always talking about how he's a good flyer and he has a broom at home. And, you know, he's so good at it. He's the best. He's and he the thinks best. it's ridiculous. He's the best broom flyer ever. Like yeah. nobody, nobody, nobody flies a broom like me. Everybody says so. <laughs> People just, are saying how just good. Saying, uh, they're saying how good I am. It's the best. The, I got the best brooms. And, the biggest and, hands and the best brooms. <laughs> Tiny hands. <laughs> anyway, um, so so Harry, you know, hops on this broomstick. And once he does, he just realizes that this is like, he was born to fly. Like, he, mm. this is his, his bag. He could he tell what really he was going to do. It. And this is a crappy school broom. You know, it's not even a good broom. So he runs up and he, you know, threatens Malfoy. And, you know, Malfoy's like, whatever. And then he can see how good Harry is on the broom and gets a little nervous. So then he just chucks the rememberal. Yeah. He's going to chuck it because he's not going to deal with Harry knocking him off the broom in front of all of his little thug friends. And so Harry goes, you know, speeding after this thing like it's the Hope Diamond. And he catches it midair, spins around, right brings be- it back and- right in front of McGonagall's window. Yeah. Of course. And so Miss Straight Lace Prim and Prosper, you know, proper professor, you think she's running out there screaming his name. You think he's totally toast. Yeah. He's she's expelled. dragging him off. The book's over. The book's you know. over. <laughs> Done. Shh, this was short. 
Um, so Harry goes back and becomes a plumber. Like, I don't know what his... I don't you know, know either. I, yeah. I have no yeah. idea. So he... he uh, Anyways, he has to go, <laughs> go back and she's dragging him through the halls and he's just imagining having to go back to the Dursleys. Like, I mm-hmm. flunked out of magic And she's pissed. And she's just running. She is angry. Like, she is <laughs> piss, piss, piss. And then she goes to a classroom and she pulls out Oliver Wood. Yeah. And he's like, what? Like, who's what's, this dude? What's happening? And so then she takes him into a classroom and turns giddy fucking schoolgirl. And yeah. she's like, I found you a seeker. <laughs> and poor Harry's like, oh, what? <laughs> He's like, huh? Who's, who's Wood? And why and, did you give him to me? Like, so, what's happening? So, okay, just, don't give Harry Wood. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the fan fiction. It's part of the fan fiction. No, but uh, so... Uh, <laughs> Oliver Wood so starts looking confused like why is you know why is Professor McGonagall pulling out right. and then starts to smile like what you yeah. know and he knows it's a big deal because of McGonagall well, is and saying it's a big and deal. Harry's a first year. First years are not allowed on their house Quidditch teams. And they're not ever. allowed a broom. No, they're not allowed to have a broom. They can't do any of this stuff. So and and he's like but I don't I don't know how to play quidditch i don't know how to she's like he's gonna teach you and we're gonna get you a broom and they start talking about it he's like i think he needs at least a nimbus 2000 or a comet blah 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 blah, like all this stuff and then i love and there she's like tomorrow night 7 p.m on the quidditch pitch he is going to start teaching you the basics and then like the next morning at like at breakfast or whatever Mm -hmm. the out like five owls come in dragging this long pointy package and drop it right in front of harry and then another one swoops in with a note that says, do not open this in front of the other students. So, of course, they run off and realize, oh, my gosh, it's a broom. Who got you a broom? <gasps> I don't know. You're on the Quidditch team. And then she said, don't tell anybody you're on the team because we want it to be our secret weapon and a surprise. Yeah. So Malfoy tries to get him busted for having a broom yeah. at one point. Um, but it's, yeah, it's one of those things where they Malfoy actually... Is just a piece of shit little toady in this yeah. first book he is a tattletale like he is constantly running he is not a big like in the other books he's much more of a big talker and then he's got his muscle to back yeah. him up this book he's just the little snitch bitch you know yeah. the yeah, whole that's, time that's kind of you know that's what his family does is they snitch they and, do. and demand snitch but um tell. uh yeah we able to find out that not only is obviously harry is a natural honor broom mm-hmm. uh they a- able to establish that and especially when he has a real broom not the like loner school brooms right. which suck you know um he actually has some real talent and he doesn't really need much uh training nope. other than this is how you fucking well, play this quidditch is, this is the yeah. basics this is what this ball does and he's like okay this is a quaffle it goes in the like soccer what's soccer and he's like yeah Really, yeah. you live in the in the world. E- even if you're magical, you'd probably still know what soccer is. But they don't because they mention it. Dean Thomas talks about soccer, and nobody knows what he's exactly. Talking about. So yeah, so basically, you throw you you and have a gets, team. He gets it very quickly. Yeah, so, so you have a team. They throw quaffles through the hoops, and you make points. And then right? they got bludgers that the chasers beat or the beaters beat around trying to try to, to knock the chasers so they can't throw the ball into the hoop. And then you have the seeker. 
who ca- catches the, catches the, the golden the, snitch. And the game is over when a sneaker catches the snitch and it's worth 150 points. But you have to watch because there, there are some points later where the, the, the game goes on so long that even if you catch the snitch, you could still lose. Yep. Like you would think, because oh, hey, Because but, it's only worth 150 points. And right. every time you hit a quaffle through a hoopty hoop or yep. whatever the hell, it's 10 points. Yep. So you get 15 of those and then you're ahead of the snitch. Yeah, exactly. So, um, so, but this is like, he is a natural at this. He can catch, like Wood up there throwing tennis balls at him because they don't want to release a, switch, a snitch because it could take too long. And uh, golf balls and stuff. Yeah, yeah, golf balls or whatever it is. And he catches every single one of them and they're all like giddy and excited. And they have the first uh, Quidditch match. Mm-hmm. Against Hufflepuff. Against, it? no, it was against Slytherin. Oh, it was. No. Against, was it? Yeah, yes, it, was it, was Slytherin. Slytherin. it was against Slytherin. Um, so again, you know it's already going to be a dirty game. They've mm-hmm. got this guy. They're... they're uh, Announcer. Keeper. No, their keeper is like half, like he looks half troll, like he's got the real lowbrow or whatever. And uh, so they go through this game, and Harry's, you know, circling around trying to find the snitch. And then all of a sudden, his broomstick goes crazy and is like trying to buck him off, and he can barely stay on, and they don't know what's happening. And Ron and Hermione are at the game because they've become friends at this point. This must be after the troll. Was this after the troll? Um, must be after yeah, the troll we'll, we'll if they're friends. To, we'll, we'll have to go back. We'll, 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 um, so anyways, they're friends at this point, And she looks over because, again, Harry's been very vocally suspicious about Snape. He always turns up places that I am. And he's always out to get me and all this stuff. So she's watching Snape. And she sees that he has not taken his eyes off of Harry. And he's muttering like he's saying incantations or whatever. You know, Professor Quirrell is nearby and all these other teachers are right there. But he's just got his eyes locked on Harry. And she's like, that's a jinx. You can't make, you know, you can't break eye contact. And he's not blinking. So she runs over there and basically sets his robes on fire with this mm-hmm. blue flame. And then her little spell that she's created. Once it breaks, she like captures it in a jar and runs off. So he'll never know where it came from. But as soon as, you know, the eye contact breaks and they knock a bunch of people over in the stands, uh, the, the broom comes back. Harry sees the snitch. He dives down for it. They all think he's going to, you know, crash out and hit the thing. And he catches it in his mouth. Yeah. It almost chokes on it. And uh, so then they're they're super excited. Yeah. Now they're all back to Pottermania because he's he's won the first Quidditch, and this the you know they're very big into the House Cup, into this uh, in this book, because they haven't won it. Slytherin apparently has won it the previous six years in a row, so they're yeah. very big. But they're also really bad about getting a lot of points taken away because they sneak around and do bad shit. Yeah. So, but. Yeah, uh, there was a point going back to the soccer thing Mm -hmm. (laughs) that uh, I did highlight it because um, Ron was hearing about soccer and Dean had a West Ham soccer team poster and he kept pushing it (laughs) to make it wasn't moving. Yeah, because pictures move in the wizarding world. (laughs) (laughs) But yes, we do need to go back to um, this. This had happened a little bit before um, Harry, a little bit after Harry made the the Quidditch team, but before. It was Halloween. Yeah. And uh, what had happened, it was Halloween. Mm -hmm. What it happened was um, Hermione once again was a know-it-all because she does know-it-all. Oh, this is the Wingardium Leviosa. Yeah, when he, they learn how to fly the stuff around the room, mm-hmm. and she's being a real know-it-all. She's like, "You got to pronounce it properly." It's, it's Leviosa, not Leviosa. And so when they're leaving class, Ron, as you do, is bitching about her, and she's a nightmare. No wonder she doesn't have any friends. And he's just talking loud and blah blah blah. Well, she hears him, and she walks by, and she's in tears. And so then she's just 
she's a wall for the rest of the day. Yeah. And then he, so they hear they rumor hear from Pavardi Patel that she's been in the bathroom crying and she d- wants to be left alone. She's not coming out. So then they go to dinner and it's Halloween feast. So it's candy and shit everywhere. And they're just eating and they're so excited. And then Professor Quirrell runs in screaming troll in the dungeon and passes out like a pussy in the middle of the floor. And so, and it really fit, you yeah, know, yeah, very fit. Yeah. Uh, so then they're all going back to their houses. To, yeah, the prefects you know, are taking everybody back to their taking houses. Taking them back. To be but safe. Ron or Harry remembers that Hermione's in the bathroom and doesn't know that there's a troll wandering the school. We should go find her. Uh, well, what they find first is the troll. And so they manage to somehow lock it into a room. And they're very excited about that until they hear a scream and realize they've just locked it into the girl's bathroom with Hermione. This is why you need Hermione with you, dipshit. Right. Exactly. You just ass. said that she was in She's the bathroom. in the bathroom. <laughs> we just locked her in this door that has a girl's picture on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So it seemed like a good thing to do. So they go in. And, you know, it's got her cornered. It's bashed up all the sinks and whatever else. So... Uh, somehow Harry runs up behind it, jumps on its neck, shoves his wand up the nose. Oh, Ron did that. Yeah, no. Ron, Ron got the nope. he got the bogeys. Nope, Harry. Hmm. Read it again. All right. Harry sticks his wand up the nose, um, and then Ron, because the Ron is the one who Wingardium Leviosa's the the club, and you know Hermione's in there, <laughs> like do something, and so he. Ron, Ron uses the, the Ron uses, uses that the Wingardian, the Wingardian Leviosa, yeah, Leviosa, uh, and he bashes the troll on the head with its own club, and he falls out, and then that's when Harry wipes all the bogeys off of his uh, wand, yeah. and Hermione's all right, but this is when the teachers all run in, trying to figure out what the hell's happening because they heard all the screaming, and a troll falling probably makes a pretty big thud, mm-hmm. so. Uh, you know, they send, they give, Hermione basically tapes the blame. She's mm-hmm. like, well, I, I tried to go after it because she was yelling at the boys. Like, what yeah. were you thinking? Why are you out of your beds? Whatever. She's like, I tried to go after it. I thought I could do it. Whatever. So she takes five points from Gryffindor for Hermione doing stupid things. And then she gives uh, the two boys like five points for sheer dumb luck, basically, for taking out the mountain troll. And then. Yep. Uh, fast forward. Yeah. So, well, so. and then this is, um, uh, this was a, g- a cute part about that. And this is, is there are some things that you cannot share without end up li- with, without ending up liking each other mm-hmm. and knocking out a 12 foot mountain troll is one of them. Yeah. So this is, is when that, Hermione that, comes into the fold and they become friends. So the three of them are now, uh, very good friends. Um, so, you know, the Quidditch, it is very exciting, mm-hmm. but it really ends up being kind of a side note to this yep. because Harry's a natural at it and he continues to win. Mm-hmm. Um, they do go into a lot of like, this is, you know, this next one. and this. Well, one. the next one was between them and Hufflepuff, but the bad thing was that Snape was being the referee. Mm-hmm. So, and they were worried that Snape was going to, Snape be, was going to be really biased because it would mean that Slytherin would he is. Lose We've, the he's, he's proven to be biased. Yeah, a little bit. So, but they end up just, winning that game in yeah. like 10 minutes exactly like he, they said Harry just busted his ass and won immediately and was like get out of here like, yeah that, and that's what what it told him it said hey you know there's going to be too much bias they're not going to win uh, it fast they're yeah. not going to uh, make the calls properly you know they're going to be biased so you need to go and you need to catch the snitch fast but after this match is when Harry finds Snape going into the dark forest and confronting Quirrell and talking about where your loyalties are and you need mm-hmm. to give me this information and whatever. 
And, you know, yeah, so then so this is when Harry's starting to They're perk. starting to a uh, mystery. And they, they already do not have, um, they feel that Snape is doing bad things, right? right. Because Snape uh, was the one that apparently was cursing them mm-hmm. because he's like, I was watching him. And, right. you know, Hermione, Hermione said, and, and as soon as Hermione set it on fire, then all of a sudden, um, Harry had his thing. All so, signs point to Snape. Yeah. So now we jump to Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, and at Christmas, Harry stayed there and we're well, still trying to figure out who Nicholas Flamel is because yeah. Hagrid has let slip mm. that you know he's not going to tell him what was in the package that's between Dumbledore and Nicholas Flamel oops I shouldn't have said that so they've been they've been scouring the library trying to figure it out Hermione leaves and she tells him find, find the out. shit while I'm gone um, and Christmas morning comes and they have presents and yeah. Harry has presents and he's never really he's had presents. never had presents. He did get a present from the Dursleys after he sent them a letter of some sort. And they, it basically just said, we got your letter. Uh, and happy it, it had, Christmas. Yeah. It, I don't even know if it said that much, but it, it had like a 50 cent piece taped to it. Like that was it. Yeah. But uh, he got uh, a sweater. Mrs. Weasley knitted him a, a Weasley sweater. Yeah, so, so he it's got so one. Exciting. He's all, very excited. They, the twins are excited. Yeah, all the boys have. Ron's their- like, I hate maroon. All of my sweaters are maroon. Like, like, why do you keep making him the exact same sweater every year? Yeah. How big could well, he get? He, well, he keeps just growing. That's my theory. I yeah. guess. But and and then he yeah then he opened a package. And something silvery came out of it. And mm-hmm. Ron's like, oh, my God, it's is like, that what I, I know think what of? that is? And Harry's like, well, clue me in because it's uh, an invisibility cloak. Mm-hmm. And so he puts it on. And, yep, his whole body except his head has now disappeared. And he's like, where did it come from? And there's a note inside. Yeah, I have the note. It says, your father left this in my possession before he died. It is time it was returned to you. Use it well. A very Merry Christmas to you. And it wasn't signed. So he's like, I have no idea who did this, but this is amazing. And then he's like, use it well. (gasps) I can use this to sneak into the restricted section of the library Mm -hmm. to figure out who Nicholas Flamel is. I like that his bad stuff is still like, I'm going to go to the library and find a book. Yeah, that's pretty badass. (laughs) It's pretty badass. Yeah. So he does that. He sneaks out, goes to the library. Uh, he gets past Filch. He gets past Mrs. Norris, the cat, by the way. Yeah. Mrs. Norris is the cat. We haven't talked about her yeah. at all, but she's a bitch. Uh-huh. Um, but anyway, so they uh, he gets in there and he sets the lamp down and then he goes to open a book and the book starts screaming. Mm-hmm. And when he closes the book, it's still screaming. So now he's kicked over the lamp and he's and Filch is coming and he's running for his life and he just randomly runs, 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 runs around a corner and then he stops and then he hears other people coming and realizes it's Snape and uh, yes. Professor Quirrell, yeah. I think. Um, and then Filch comes running around the corner. So he's still got the invisibility cloak on so they can't see him, but he's not in, he's not unsolid. So they yeah. could still bump into him. Mm-hmm. So he managed to see, he sees a door by a suit of armor or yeah, suit of armor by a door in. and he just sneaks in there as quickly and quietly as he can and they walk away. Yeah. When he gets into this room, it's an empty classroom, but it has this giant mirror in it and it's mm-hmm. a real fancy ornate mirror and he wants to go up like you do at 10 and when you're invisible and just see if what he still, you? look at me, here's my head floating. Yeah. But what he sees when he looks into this mirror there's a whole bunch of people behind him. Yeah. Now, he doesn't know who any of these people are because at this point, you have to remember, he still has never seen even a picture mm-hmm. of his family. But he looks, there's a woman looking and smiling and she's kind of crying, but she's got the same his eyes, eyes the mm-hmm. same green eyes. Um, 
And so then he realizes, well, this must be my mother. And then mm-hmm. she looks at the, he looks at the dad and so he's got the same hair that, you know, sticks up in the back. They didn't do a good enough job in the movie, I think, of making his hair yeah, stick mussy up. like mm-hmm. it should have. Um, it was just kind of a big, yeah. weird bowl cut. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that, uh, you know, so he realizes these are my parents and then he sees more sets of green eyes and more people that are older and smiling and knitting and, they and look whatever. Similar and, and it's all this family that he's never met, never known. And he's just completely enthralled by this. So he runs back to the common room and he gets, tells gets Ron, Ron about it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Ron doesn't go back till the next night because yeah. it was pretty late and they were worried about getting caught. And it took him a long time to find it the second time because he wasn't running and accidentally found it. So they find it and he's like, Ron, Ron, don't you see? It's my family. It's my parents. And he's like, I, I just see you. He's like, no, no, stand in front of it. And he's like, it's just me. It's me alone. And I've got the Quidditch cup. Mm-hmm. And I'm head boy and all this other stuff. Because it's like, you know, his whole family has always overshadowed him. So the one thing he wanted to see, you know, I'm having to count every time you do that. I, no I don't know. Okay. I guess I could just do that. <laughs> We're giving each other hand signals. <laughs> Nothing less. Hand job. <laughs> <laughs> worst hand job ever (laughs) anyway so you know he's he's perplexed as to why ron doesn't see what he sees and they're trying to figure it out and they never can quite put it on but now he's obsessed with this mirror Mm -hmm. so on the third night he sneaks back out again and he's sitting in front of the mirror and all of a sudden somebody starts talking to him from the back corner of the room and he turns around and it's dumbledore and, you know, we talked about this in our mm. other little episode that um, Dumbledore sitting in the dark just watching everybody is kind of creepy as fuck. Yeah, nonetheless. But, <laughs> but anyway, so he, he explains this is the mirror of Erised, uh-huh. which is basically desire, desire. spelled backwards. Um, and it will show you what, you know, your heart most greatly desires. And obviously here he's never had a family, so that's what he sees. Ron has never been known for his own achievements and standing on his own. So that's what he sees. And I like that he asks Dumbledore what he sees when he looks in the mirror. He said, I see myself holding a pair of woolly socks, but he doesn't believe him. Yeah. Which I think is interesting that he's already figured out that that's not remotely what he sees. But he also said, you know, then I realized it was a very personal question. Yeah, exactly. But basically he, he says, I'm moving the mirror tomorrow because people have wasted away in front of it because it tells you neither truth nor knowledge. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's good that you, you know, you found it, you saw it, whatever. Now it's time to move on. Yeah. And so he does. Yeah. He does say that, uh, it does not dwell to dream and forget to live. Right. And so I think that's, that's good words. Yeah. Um, so, so then Christmas is over. Well, we, we oh. do have to we do have to mention that at um, before Christmas, both Harry and Hermione and Ron accidentally got on one of those moving staircases and ended up on the third corridor. Well, that which, was in the movie, but in the book, they do end up. Yeah, I, I don't know anyway. how they ended up yeah, on her. They were running from Filch, probably. As you yeah, do. and um, but they had been warned to not go to the third corridor, and they open the door. <laughs> For those who do not wish to die a most painful death. Yeah, and they see this three. Um, this three-headed um, dog. dog, but that he takes was, up the whole room. He yeah, goes like floor he to was, ceiling. and he was super vicious. Mm-hmm. And they ran away from it. Um, Hermione mentioned, "Hey, you you noticed that it was standing on top of a trap door, so it was backing it up." So. This is adding to the mystery. We had our Sorcerer's Stone. Mm -hmm. I just said what it was. We all know what it was. (laughs) This name of the book. Okay, we had the mystery package Mm -hmm. that contains, may or may not contain a Sorcerer's Stone. (laughs) Uh, 
we have um, Snape and Quirrell yelling at each other, mm-hmm. and clearly, uh, and we know about Nicholas Flamel has something to do with this exactly. And we know that it seems as, and now we know that this dog is guarding guarding it. And then Snape had an an uh, injury right mm-hmm. after the Halloween troll. Yeah, incident. he had he had an injury. They had known about the dog, I think, before that. Yes. Then did. he had an injury. He was limping into the woods. They saw. Um, Harry like went into a classroom trying to get some book back that mm-hmm. um, that he had been taken that yeah. been that Snape had taken from him, and he saw uh, I don't know the Flitwick or one of the other yeah. ones like fixing his wound mm-hmm. from the dog. So then he's starting to put these things together. Yeah. So they start talking to Hagrid, and they find out that this dog belongs to him, mm-hmm. and he's lent it to Dumbledore. Uh, and his name is Fluffy. Yeah. Three-headed monster dog. His name Fluffy, of course. Um, and so he won't tell them anything more about it. But they're like, what's he guarding, Hagrid? They're like, he's like, don't ask. He's like, we're going to find out. And so they finally... the name of the book. Yeah. They finally <laughs> figure it out. Not because they found a book in the library, but because... Harry was eating or had given somebody one of his his last chocolate frog, Neville maybe. Yeah. Um, and Neville gave back the card and was like, hey, do you collect these? And it was the Albus Dumbledore wizard card that come in the chocolate frogs. And it says on there, partner to alchemy partner with Nicholas Flamel. So then they knew where to look to get the information. He's the only known maker of the Sorcerer's Stone. He's 650 some odd years old. His wife is 650 years old. Uh, And so now they've put two and two together that, well, clearly it's the Sorcerer's Stone and Snape wants it. We don't know why. And so um, they do, well, no, no, they do know. uh, They think that he wants gold because the Sorcerer's Stone can make gold out of anything. Well, I think they, I think it's the living forever that they're really folks. It'll, it'll make gold. It'll make you live forever, but they know he wants it and it's for nefarious purposes. Yeah. But they don't know why. So at at this point, they, um, they find out that Hagrid's got a, a dragon Dragon. egg. Mm -hmm. Um, and they're like, what the fuck did you get? Well, I wanted off this guy down at the pub. He gave me a dragon egg. It's cool. So he starts raising this little dragon, Norbert. And Norbert is just biting and he's poisonous he and he's destroying. Like an awful so little he is a thing. terrible pet. He is the worst pet possible. Um, so after a couple, maybe two weeks, they just they just tell Hagrid. They're like, you can't yeah, have and this there was anymore. Incidences. And it's yeah. it's illegal yeah. to own a dragon in mm-hmm. you know in Britain or whatever. So they write to. Ron's brother, Charlie, who works in Romania with dragons and say, hey, we've got this Norwegian Ridgeback. Can you take him and do whatever? And he's like, yeah, I've got some friends that'll be in town that can bring him, but we'll have to do it real sneaky under the cover of night because they can't just be flying around with an illegal dragon. So he and Hermione somehow take it up to the, because I guess Ron is still in the hospital having yeah. gotten bitten by Norbert and his mm-hmm. hand was all swollen. So they take him up under the invisibility cloak to the astronomy tower. And was it four wizards show up with broomsticks and attach the attach yeah. the dragon to these broomsticks and fly off with it. Yeah. And then they they whew, and they run back down. They have forgotten the invisibility. invisibility cloak and they run straight into Filch. Yeah. So they get in big trouble. Yeah, they get and they get to, they get in big trouble. Neville has found out that Malfoy is going to tell on them, and they all all four of them get in big trouble. Yeah, they all 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 of them got caught. So they all end up having to go to detention with Hagrid in the dark forest, which is 
ridiculous because they're talking about how dangerous like, the dark it forest is, is forbidden for students to go in the dark forest your detention is to go into the dark forest what? So then they find out that the reason why they're going to said dark forest is because something is killing a unicorn, the most precious of all of the, the animals. Most pure and precious. And, and they're going to track down who's killing it. Because you do that with 11-year-old children. Yeah. And then they're like, and you know what? It makes a lot more sense to split up Let's the party. split the party. Yeah. I, the only adult here with the crossbow, am going to take... Uh, Harry, Harry and Hermione. Hermione and we're going to go over here now we're going to send Neville and Malfoy who've already been in one fisticuffs with Fang mm-hmm. the dog yeah. to go a different direction so then this is not the three headed uh, dog no yeah. no different dog so they split up and all of a sudden they see Red Spark shoot up and so Hagrid runs off leaving them alone comes out to find out that, you know, Malfoy had snuck up on Neville and scared him or whatever. So then he says, Harry and uh, Malfoy, you go with Fang and we're going over this way. So eight seconds after Hagrid walks away, they start hearing a like slithering sound Mm -hmm. through the brush. They can see this silvery pool, which turns out to be unicorn blood. And then they see a dead unicorn. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Harry's scar starts to burn. And this cloaked cloaked, snaky figure comes slithering out of the brush and starts drinking the unicorn blood. And they're like, what the fuck is happening? Not cool, dude. And then they're like, what? And I think Malfoy books it at this point. He's just like, peace. And so Harry's stuck there alone, scar burning. And the thing starts coming towards him. And all of a sudden, one of the centaurs comes in. Mm -hmm. Not the one in the movie. There's two others that come through. I don't remember the names. Bane and something else. Yeah, and they helped him out. And they help him out. And then he asks questions. And they stare at the stars. And they're like, "Uh, Mercury's bright. Mars really bright tonight. Yeah. So then they're all pissed off at their fellow centaur brethren Uh, for helping a human. Yeah, well, because uh, Ferenz comes in and, you know, basically puts Harry Potter on his back and tries to run him away from, I guess maybe they ran into the centaurs first yeah. and then they come back and friends comes out and saves it, you know, scares off the, the slithering thing. Yeah. Uh, and then he, uh, you know, lets Harry ride on his back and, you know, gets him to safety. And then he's talking to him. And he's like, well, what the hell was that? And he's like, well, what do you think? Yeah. You know, unicorn blood keeps you alive, even if you're an inch from death, but because you've slaughtered something so pure and beautiful uh, it's cursed. You'll have a cursed life, a half life. So you have to keep doing it and killing it. And he's like, who would do such a thing? And he's like, can you think of no one? Can you think of whatever? And then he's like, holy fuck, it's Voldemort. Like yeah. he's really, you know, and I just love throughout the book when he's like, Voldemort's in the forest. And Ron's like, stop saying that name. He's like, Voldemort's in the forest. Blah, 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 blah. Stop saying the name. And he's like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I like it that, you know, so now we know that, in order to kill a druid unicorn, you've got to be an awful, awful human being living a husk of a life. Yep. And they're like, so let's send the first years to go let's look for him. Go find this anyway. guy. I don't know what they were planning on yeah. doing were they to find it. I think they were just looking for the body of the unicorn for what purpose. I don't know. Mm. And they can't, you know what? Here's the other thing. They cannot get so high and mighty because they use ground up unicorn horn and the tail of unicorns. They use them in the potions and they use them in the wands. They set it in there. And I'm like, 
But murder is a little too far. We're just going to rip this stuff off of them. Or do we just wait till they're dead and then grind them up that, for Maybe potions? that's what they were doing is maybe they were like, there's a it's dead like unicorn. It's like the unicorn and, glue factory. And they're like, oh man, that's that's some, that's that's some nice waste. stuff. That's, let's let's go get that. We're, you know, we got to be one with the land and yeah. use all the parts. Yep. So, all right. Well, so with the, the um, detention is over. Everything seems to be going back to normal. And then um, for summer and right towards the end of school, uh, they have their exams. Yeah, and, and they pass. And Harry puts two and two together like, how the fuck did Hagrid get a... Get he, said a that, he said it this exact words. How the fuck? Yeah, he did. It was in there. <laughs> did it's Hagrid... On page 124. Yeah. Did, did Hagrid happen across somebody that who, had a dragon? They said, said, who walks around with illegal dragon eggs And when on they them? know that Hagrid has always wanted but one. But I also love that it's been like months yeah. since this happened, that he's just putting two and two together. But again, I guess they've just kind of figured out that Voldemort is back and whatever is happening. And so now he's like, holy shit. He wants the stone yeah. to... Um, Snape wants the stone either mm. for himself or for Voldemort. Yeah. So they've kind of put two into that this is probably the most logical term. But they go to... Because he starts thinking. They're like, well, Hagrid would never tell anyone how to get past Fluffy. And then they're like, wait a minute. Remember all those things he accidentally let slip to us? You should go check this out. So he goes, he says, oh, yeah, I met this guy down at the pub and he asked what kind of creatures I had. And I said, I always wanted a dragon. He said, well, you know, I can't give you a dragon. I've got an egg, but I can't give you one unless I know you can take care of it. What else do you deal with at Hogwarts? Well, I got this three-headed dog. Oh, how do you deal with that? Oh, you just play in music. It goes right to sleep. And they're all like, oh, Hagrid. And so then they run back into the school and they're trying to find Dumbledore, but they don't even know where his office is. I yeah. like that. They don't even yeah. know where the headmaster's office is. No clue. And uh, it probably moves too, yeah. just because Hogwarts. Yeah. They run, they run into Miss McGonagall, say they need to talk to Dumbledore. He mm. said, oh, he, he just left, left 15 minutes ago. And, and, she, and they tell her, okay, we need it because we know somebody's trying to get the Sorcerer's Stone. It's underneath the, the dog with three heads. Yeah. And she's like, you're not supposed she, to know about this. And if you try and look for it, I'm going to have you expelled. Yeah, you're going to be out of here. There are teachers guarding it. Well more versed than you. It's fine. And I mean, they never tell her, hey, we think it's a teacher trying to get at it because they know they they'll, know they, that they'll defend. The well, people. they know that their reputation is that Harry doesn't like Snape and vice versa. So they're not going to believe him. So they decide, well, it's clearly up to us. We are 11 and a half, almost 12 now. We know Dumble. We, we know Voldemort's this. back because we saw his slithery thing eat the. Yeah, we, the we saw it. We know it. Nobody's going to believe it. We'll go. So then uh, they do. They you know get the invisibility cloak and they uh, they get stopped by Neville. Well, first they get a, this was incredibly clever. Uh, remember, Hagrid had given Harry a hand carved flute. For Christmas. Oh, yes, that was handy. So he grabs the flute and the invisibility cloak, and they're, cause, you know, you've got to play it some music. So we got music. Like, how did he learn to play the flute? I don't know. I don't know. So they go out, and that's when they run into Neville. And Neville's like, listen, fuckers. And this is verbatim. He's like, listen, <laughs> you motherfuckers have cost us too many points. You don't care about Gryffindor. I'm not going to let you go. And so he stands in front of the portrait hole so they can't get out. And he's like, got his dukes up. He's like, I'll, I'll fight you. I'll come, come at me, bro. Like he is ready yeah. to fight. And so Harry looks at Hermione and is like, do something. And she petrificus totalises yeah. him. She does the full body bind on him and knocks him over. And she's like, I'm so sorry, Neville. And he's just like eyeballs, you know. Yeah. 
And so they go off and they sneak off and they go to Fluffy and the doors open. So that's yeah. disturbing. And there's a harp, but in the book, the harp isn't playing. Yeah. It's just sitting there. Yeah. So Fluffy's Fluffy can't see him because they're yeah. under the cloak, but it knows they're there. So it's snuffling or whatever. So Harry starts playing the flute falls asleep immediately. So then they're trying to decide who's going to go down in what order, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. So it comes out, Harry, Harry passes the flute to Hermione because apparently the skill is transferable. Um, and then he, he decides to just jump down the hole, which is far. Yeah. And he lands on something soft and squishy. And so Ron joins him, followed by Hermione, and the dog is now awake because the flute stopped when she jumped. Um, but as soon as she hits the ground, she's like, son of a bitch, it's devil snare. Like she knows it, what it is and it's already like wrapping them up and they don't yeah. even know. Like they haven't even paid attention to the fact that they're completely bound mm-hmm. by this plant at this point. Um, so, uh, you know, she's, she's trying to be clever and whatever, and she's going through and devil snare, devil snare, whatever it is. Um, fire, we need fire. And he's like, well, bake fire. And she's like, she's like, we don't have any wood. (laughs) (laughs) And I love Ron's like, are you a witch or not? Like, what do you mean wood? And she's like, oh yes. And like, you know, makes her That's exactly what I would do. Oh, of course. Right, exactly. (laughs) It was such a muggle born thing that we don't have any wood. Yeah. You know, like not even think about it. And uh and then he she's uh Harry's like, it's lucky Hermione pays attention in herbology. And Ron's like, it's lucky Harry doesn't lose his head in a crisis. Have some wood. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Yeah. So then the, you know, they go on this this next thing. And you know, of course, like every single room has a new task. Well, every is, professor is, has is, set up their own specific. So yeah. we have Professor uh Sprout so was Hagrid the, did the dog, Sprout did the, the snare. The snare. The next one is the keys, the flying keys that Flitwick has charmed. Yeah. So they have to take brooms and get this old so janky old key. For a seeker. Exactly. And then the next room is missing. I like that there were three brooms in there. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Like, like who is setting you, this up? Why would you, if you don't want people to get to it, yeah. why give they them ways to get to they it? They certainly made it easy. They then, made it very easy for first years. Yeah. All right. These are first years. And even they had Hermione with them because they would have been dead the first time. But I mean, come on. These are kid traps. And then, so yeah, so a perfect seeker would be able to do the key thing. So, Mm -hmm. you know... Oh, that was handy. And then the next one they go and they're it's wizard. It's a giant game of wizard chess. chess. And we haven't talked about wizard's chess, but if you're not familiar with it, it's the chessboard is alive. Basically, the pieces are alive, and they destroy each other in the process yeah. of taking each other out. So it's not just I moved your your mm-hmm. rook off the board. It's I've smashed it. Yeah. So so Ron um, is really good at wizard's chess. He this plays is the only time. thing he's good at. Like, by the way, I'm not <laughs> kidding. Like, this is his one shining glory where he can beat all of his brothers. He beats Hermione. He beats yeah. Harry. He pretty much beats anyone yeah. that comes across. Oh, and by the way, okay, back to Christmas. When they have the crackers, you mm-hmm. know, where you where you pop them and little stuff comes out. Harry got a set of wizard's chess in a cracker. How big was that motherfucking cracker? This is my question. It was like the size of this table because it was like, I got a brand new wizard's chess set. I'm like, in a because the ones like we one, think of are the size of a, you know, Harry is pop. is absolutely lucky in everything. Right. Yeah. So um, except for it, that death curse and his parents, well, whatever, murder, whatever yeah. you know, but beyond that, so, aside from that. So they go in and this is Ron's shining moment. They yeah. they have to play in as chess pieces to be able to get across the room to the other door. 
And it apparently comes, you have to hop on the board for this game yeah, yeah. to begin. And they tell it, you, you, you out. And those are like, Meh. and they like turn around and walk off the board. And then they took their places that it happened in the movie, but it would have been cool. So anyways, Ron is a knight and Harry is a bishop and Hermione is a, a rook. they call it a castle, but she's a, a rook. Yeah. Um, so he basically is commanding this game and they're just going where he tells them to. And he comes down to where he's going to have to sacrifice himself in order for Harry to uh, get the checkmate on the king. So he does that and he gets knocked out and, you know, they keep their heads and they run to the next room. And this. Yeah. So now it's just now it's just Harry and Hermione, Harry and Hermione. And they run to the next room, which is clearly because that room was McGonagall's room because she transfigured the. Yeah. You know, the locomotive into the pieces or whatever. Then they go to the next room, which is a potions room. So it's Snape's room. And this room wasn't in the movie. So if you, you know, and it's like, here's a riddle, like a logic puzzle. Here's seven potions. Two of them will kill you. Three of them are wine. Or like two will kill you. Two's wine. One's the way forward. One's the way back kind of thing. Um, I think there was a third wine in there yeah. or something. But they were all mixed up and you had to figure it out. Well, that was one of the things that, that Hermione said was, you know, most of these wizards are really smart with magic, but they're not that great with logic. Like mm-hmm. they, but she's like, that's, you know, she's like a beautiful mind of logic puzzles. It's so like, she, it's like the angels in Supernatural. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is it, ass butt? You know, <laughs> oh, I like the, they said, it says, why is the six afraid of the uh, uh, seven? And they're like the answer. And he goes, well, seven is a prime number. That's pretty intimidating. <laughs> That is intimidating, <laughs> ass butt. Uh-huh. Anyway, so yeah, same same thing. Smart ish, mm-hmm. but not not that wise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she, you know, takes a minute and figures out this is the potion to go forward. This is the potion to go back. And they realize that the potion to go forward only has enough for one. So they decide that Harry's going to go forward. Hermione's going to take the potion to go backwards. I'm not sure how Harry thought he was going to get back. I guess he didn't care. Um, but she's supposed to go get Ron, send an owl to Dumbledore, Let him know, yeah. do what you need to do. Because he's like, look, I may be able to hold Snape off for a while, but, uh, you know, I'm not going to, yeah, I'm not going to be able to take him. And so he moves forward. And this is when we move into the last chamber. Yeah. And this is the chamber that has not who he expected. No, nope, it was not Snape. It was it- not Snape at all. It was, dun da 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 Professor Quirrell in yep. his weird little turban head. Yep. Staring at the um uh, the mirror of Erised. Uh, yeah. And uh and apparently has lost his stutter and it's Oh yeah, he's totally he's totally a normal functioning normal human. Yeah. He's not nervous, he's not quaking. Uh, he's just standing there in wizardly glory, going, I don't understand how this mirror works. I see myself yeah. with the stone. But how do I get it? Yeah. You know? So he's trying to f- solve the last puzzle before Harry even got in there. And in God this, knows how long he was down there. Yeah, I know. So. And and he, what he's learning is, uh, and, you know, just like all of the best villains, they like to explain. You well, know, you have to have exposition because yes. that gives the hero time to do stuff. Exactly. And they talk about it in the, yeah, in the Incredibles. They're like, ah, ah you yeah. got me monologuing. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in there, you know, talking it out, which is yeah. helpful on a yeah. movie. Yeah. And he says, you know, hey, my master needs the stone and that's what I'm trying to get. And, uh, you know, and then he goes on to the fact that, hey, my master is the Dark Lord and blah, blah, blah. See, and- I, I, this is where I... Uh- 
because we, we moved up our recording on mm-hmm. this. <laughs> so I was right at this point oh, when I yeah. got out of the car today to come yeah. here and record. So I, I'm not remembering okay. all the... I mean, I know from well, the movie and like I've read it a million literally times. literally like, you know, the last three it's pages. It's the last three pages. Not, not very book, many. Yeah. And so um, he... And, uh, you know, and Harry, he's like, I need to get this dude monologue. And he's like, you know, I thought you'd be Snape. And he's like, oh, I'm not Snape. Snape he does is- seem the type. Yeah. Yeah. With the walking around like a bat, you know, and it was like. <laughs> he does look like a fucking bat. And um, so it was it was kind of funny. And then he says, no, Snape, uh, 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 Snape was trying to save you. I was trying to get you to fall off the goddamn bridge. And he's like, son of a bitch. And, he- and then you think backward and you're like, well, Quirrell was right there when the scar started hurting. Quirrell was right there mm-hmm. when, you know, doing this. And Snave was, you know, counter cursing to try to keep you safe. Yeah. And that's why he, you know, became the um, that's why he was refereeing the next Quidditch match yeah. was to, to, to make save. sure that I couldn't get at you. And, and, and you know, and, and myself personally reading it, I was like, I don't know, still shifty as fuck, you know, right, like yeah, he I, is creepy. Fuck, and so he's like, I'm still not convinced. Yep. I know. OK, I'm still pretty sure it's Snape. He's like, no, it's me. No, no, no. no. I'm pretty still, sure. Still Snape, still Snape. It's still Snape. Like, but, that's some prejudice bullshit yeah, right there. Yeah. When you have the evidence 100% in your hand and you still won't believe it, <laughs> climate change. Yeah. Um, we, that, I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So. so, anyway, all of a sudden, um, Harry starts, uh, so Quirrell goes, leave me alone. I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to look at this mirror and figure out. It's like he doesn't yes. even consider that he's possibly yeah. a challenge, even though he's just busted through all of these mm-hmm. enchantments that have been put up by like the world's greatest witches and wizards. You know, yeah, uh, really? Like you're not concerned at all that an 11 year old just walked right in on yeah. you? So. Uh, then he hears a whisper that, hey, use the boy. Use the boy. Okay, and so he's like, "What? What the hell?" And uh, so Quirrell talks to his own self and says, "Hey, you're not strong enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, let me just handle this." And he's like, "No, use the boy. All right, grab the boy." So he unbinds Harry because he was bound before, and puts him in front Oops. of the mirror. And uh, Harry looks in the mirror and thinks, uh, "How do I get this? I want to get the stone before Quirrell gets the stone." Mm-hmm. And suddenly. He, mirror him. Yeah, mirror him, sees him pull it out of his pocket. Mm-hmm. And right when he sees that, he can feel the stone is actually in his pocket. Yeah. I and, like him trying to tell him some bullshit. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'm shaking I, hands with Dumbledore. I won, the, the, qui- I won the Quidditch Cup. Yeah. Dumbledore likes me. And then, and then, and so, and Quirrell's like, and you hear the whisper, he lies. He lies. Okay. And so he he says, let me talk to him. And he, oh, you're not ready for him, right? You know, you're ready. So then that's when he takes out the turban and he's got got another head on the back of his head, back of his head, two face motherfucker. Yeah. And so then literally there's another dude talking out of the back end of this other dude. Still no nose. No, 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 no nose. Yep. And, um, and, uh, Anyway, they go back and forth. There's a scuffle a bit, and it mm-hmm. turns out that Quirrell trying to touch Harry, it Burns would burn him. his hand. Yeah. And he would he scream. What is this magic? Yeah. So <laughs> Harry has the stone in his pocket. Every time Quirrell tries to grab him, it burns. He screams, and then blackout. It's done. Yeah. Like, that's it. Well, he puts his hand on his face. Yeah. Kind of. Push him away. Push him away and realize that this is power. Yeah. So. 
And so then it just ends and you're like, what the fuck? I don't know what happened and thing. I know. It's and, like, and then he wakes up and Harry and Potter he's in the infirmary. He's in the infirmary. Dumbledore's there. He tells him, hey, Quirrell has, Quirrell has a stone. Oh my he's God. got the stone. He's, he's got the like, stone. Um, yeah, that was like three days ago. He's like, we're, we're good. I was yeah. there like eight seconds after you passed out. Yeah. I'm, so blinked um, at him. He's fine. He's gone. Yeah. I don't know. So, uh, long story short is what they, this is what they, how they, they yada yada at us, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, okay, yada yada. We got down there. We got the stone. We know that Quirrell's there. You know, Voldemort left him to die. Yep. And, uh, you know, go ahead and save Voldemort because this, keeping this name a secret stupid. Mm-hmm. And um, I like that. I, mm-hmm. You know, and I found that in, in several different things, right? It's like anytime you're afraid to say, like the fear of the name gives power to the name. Yep. And they they prove that in this series over and over and over again, that Mm -hmm. like the people who, of course, it comes to bite them later. But, you know, the people who will say it and stand up, it it takes it lessens the fear and it lessens the power that the the fear of the name has. Exactly. So um, everybody's fine. Uh, Harry's like, you know, hey, you've been sleeping for three days and, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you you should be be okay. Ron, Hermione. Yeah. So he sees Ron and Hermione and they explain to him, hey, you know, they got him. We're, We're good. And school's over. So, mm-hmm. and so the next day was the. Uh, I, I will say the difference here between the book and the movie is that in the book, they've already had their exams and they have like a literal week of school where they're doing nothing, waiting for the results yeah. of their exams. Um, but in the movie, he cancels the end of term. Uh, yeah. exams and Hermione's all like sad and crying because yeah. she's been studying her ass off so that's yeah. funny yeah but so they go to the great hall for their their evening feast right and Slytherin has won the house cup mm-hmm. which uh, Yay, because clap, clap, yeah, clap. you know when you have Evil when you have a, a biased uh, Snape mm-hmm. as your thing you're not it's going to be hard to get points taken away well especially when he's you know docking every Gryffindor and every Hufflepuff and Ravenclaw that walks past him exactly completely biased system mm-hmm. BT dubs um, it's like so, you think they'd have a checks and balance so, or something. So now now that we talk about the, how biased the system is, so everybody's celebrating Slytherin, then Dumbledore stands up and says, oh, you know, I've got some last minute points to award. So I like he's like, <laughs> well done, Slytherin. However. Yeah. And, and so, so, okay. So then he says, look, um, Ron played a hell of a game of chess. Mm-hmm. 50 points to Gryffindor. And then, Yay. and then Hermione understands math, <laughs> so she can do logic and, and stay yeah. calm. And she actually goes to fucking class. Yeah. So, so good for her. Fifty points to her. It's fifty points to Gryffindor, and Harry Potter. He was able to find a stone True that love yeah. or something. He, he was able to find a stone that landed in his pocket. Uh, fifty. <laughs> no, that, fifty points. Yeah. Fifty points. And so now they're tied with Slytherin, and they're like, "What?" And then he, and then they said, "And the the." And standing up to your friends is harder than standing up to your enemies. And 10 points to Neville Longbottom. And you're like, Dumbledore was here watching us the whole time. Creepy. Creepy. Creepy AF. You know, they've just got like house elves stationed everywhere. Oh, I'm sure that's what it is. Because, you know, you think. Or it's the portraits. I would always thought those portraits should should narc, but they don't narc. Some of them do. I've seen them go from one room to another. If they have a portrait somewhere else, they'll totally narc on you. I think that they're like on the... The, the on, fat lady does. She'll I think tell you, you're out of bed. Get out. I know, I yeah. know, but she doesn't go and tell Dumbledore or something. No, but I, she'll leave so you can't get back in. Yeah. So anyway. But they, they might go tell Dumbledore. You don't know. Yeah, He's in charge of the place. So so um, 
Anyway, so he's like, so guess what? Gryffindor actually won. So now I was Yay! all pissed off. You know, the Slytherins are like, mother. Fucker. So I was all pissed off that Snape was just like willy nilly awarding points and taking them points so that, well, if fucking Dumbledore just did the exact same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So anyway. But, we, but it's a Gryffindor slant, so we're okay with Yay, it. Yay, Gryffindor. <laughs> exactly. And that, that was the end? That was the end. So, I mean, he's he got to go back on the train. He's got to go back on the train. And then, you know, he's not going to tell the Dursleys that he can't use magic so that he can scare them. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and, and he hates summer break. Yeah, so. well. He's the only one. Yeah. So him and someone from the next book, the only one. Yeah. So that's our, um, that's our first book mm-hmm. of Harry Potter. Um, yeah. Yeah. Reading it again, because it's been a couple of years yeah. since I've read it. I mean, I've read multiple times, but it's been a few years. How do you rate this book? Like, what is your... Oh, I th- I think it's an incredible book that's br- that is a good world bi- building mm-hmm. work uh, book of, yeah. of the seven. I would say it's gonna be in my top three or so just because of the um, of the world building. Right. Um, however, it, everything was a little fell to in line, like the you know yeah. It's, it was a little predictable. You can definitely, like, going back and reading it again, you can definitely, ha- you know it's a kid's book, right? Like, you can feel that, the way the, the language is used. As the books go on, I feel like as the kids mature, so does her writing. I felt that, too. And that it's like, okay, let's say you started reading this at age 11, which is about the age that you sh- probably should. Mm-hmm. You would be growing and learning and understanding a little bit more. So, like, we've got the putter router and, you know, things yeah. like that. Where it's like, oh, this the writing on this book's a little bit, a little bit crappy, but it's not. I mean, it's, the storytelling is amazing, but how it's written. But then if I go back and think about it from an age appropriate standard, it makes perfect sense. Yeah, and I I love this book, I really do. And you know, it's not my favorite of the series because again, they grow and they get better and better as they go. But I'm really glad that we read it again, yeah. and. Uh, I'm so. looking forward to the next installment. Yeah. And so let us know your favorites on this episode. Yep. And um, uh, we can't wait to hear from you. Absolutely. So we will catch you guys next time. But remember, th- so the next book we're going to be reading is Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say it right now, not my favorite book. My least favorite of the series. Well, second least favorite. Well, we'll talk about it. Anyway, so we'll talk about it more next time. And be sure to check out our Hurricane Harvey really fun stuff that'll be out. And uh, yeah, catch you guys next time. Music provided by www.bensound.com and please email feedback to contact us at nerdybitches.com. Osseo Jizzrag.